it quite like us. Well, that was, that was actually pretty humble. Hey, yo. Hello, welcome to the War Report. My name is Quan. Cyrus is on is on assignment, so um, I got a special guest with me tonight. I'm not gonna, you know, mess around. We got stuff to talk about. Chris Mack, welcome back to the show, sir. Welcome, well, welcome myself back. Uh, from, <laughs> thank you for having me, Quan. Uh, uh, I'm happy to be back here on the War Report. I don't know how Cyrus get all these great assignments. You know that oh, you know I don't have to come me- through. That man using no. his PTO. It is crazy. I'm like, I'm like man, I, I I I I need to have what he's having, man, because I need some extra PTO myself. You, you feel me? Look, you know. so uh last time we did this, I had to have you carry the show because your boy couldn't even breathe out of his nose. I was man, you, extremely you sniffles, sick. Man. I was going through it. I, if you guys watched the Carmelo uh, Carmelo Hayes interview, you probably can't see it on my face, but I was struggling through that whole interview. I couldn't breathe. Yeah, I blow my nose. It was nasty. You were sounding like you was on your deathbed, bro, when we were trying to discuss <laughs> the shows. So, and but I'm glad you uh, you had me around to try to carry for you. You know, because yeah, uh, yeah, I can I, I could do my part. You know, try to hold it down. But we're you good did, now. It looks thing, like we have full strength. Thing. I'm at full yeah, health full right strength. now. You know, I, I, I ran a couple miles carries. today. Yes, sir. Good. Let's go, okay. baby. Get that cardio in, man. <laughs> um, real quick, your Wizards, man. I got, I got a bone to pick. Look, oh, uh, uh, you, you know I be betting I mean, sometimes. Occasionally, listen, I, 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 I bet a parlay. Here you go with the. Here you go with the part. I'll, what, what do you? What do you? What do you? What, what, what can I say? Like we're bad right now. Uh, oh, and we 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 let Josh Hart get forty seven points. Okay, LeBron is one thing. Steph Curry's another. <laughs> you know they're supposed to do that. Yeah, the Josh Hart, guy. Josh Hart, the Blazers. <laughs> they're, 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 they are they are intentionally tanking away the rest of the season. And, yeah, we can't even stop them. We we were blown out by thirty points at the half. That's how bad we've been, man. <laughs> hey, hey, look, I'm gonna tell you. Every time I put Kyle Kuzma on a parlay. He had let me he down every single time. I'm sorry, so, man. So, so, but listen, right? So I was like, okay, let's switch it up. Porzingis has been—he's been balling a little bit, you know what I mean? He's doing his thing. So I put, let, no. let me put twenty. Let me put, let me get Porzingis twenty points tonight. He got that. That's light. You, and, you, um, you forgot they were playing Denver, right? So <laughs> you can't give me twenty points anyway. So I look, I look at the box score. First quarter, this man is one for six from the floor. I said, oh no. <laughs> it's one it's one of those and what did he have the end of the game 16 yeah like 16 yeah 16 not, not good enough you know what it was not good enough man we got blown out but we held jokic um under 30, under 30 points so <laughs> a, good, uh, a, a, a nice a nice 29 
<laughs> a light 29 hey. and 13. <laughs> hey, man. Um, uh, almost playoff time. We, we're going to see what happens. Uh, sh- I want to give a shout out to, uh, shout out to Chris Dunn for getting back on in yeah. the league because I kept telling him, dude, I'm like, there's no reason this guy should be in the G League. He's a, a tall guard who plays defense. Yeah, well, I, uh, I don't, I don't I'm understand why the Lakers, I'm surprised the Lakers. That's what I'm saying. Him. I was like, uh, some kind of contending team would have grabbed him, which have him off the bench to play defense. Blows my mind. But um, shout out to Chris. That's New London. I'm in New London. Y'all know how I go. Uh, but uh, let's get into it. I mean, there's no real, you know, easy way to transition into this. Um, we lost a legend. Was it yesterday or was yeah, it two man. days ago? Was it yesterday? It, it was it was on it was Monday officially. Monday. Um, Monday, yeah. That yeah, um that um WB and pretty much, you know, the announce the announcement of the passing of Scott Hall it was made official. Um it was complications from um hip surgery that uh yeah. that he had um the other week, um which led attacks. to him getting three heart attacks due to a ruptured blood clot. And yeah, by that point he was on life support, and w- when that happens, you know it's already you know you're one foot in the door. And yeah, Kevin Nash, Kevin Nash, man, um, reading his Instagram posts, you know he had um, you know they he let everyone know the public know that once all of his um, core family came to his side that they were going to take him off, and yeah, at that point you know. it was that was the confirmation itself. Confirmation, you know. yeah, you know. It's sad. It's one of those situations where, like, we knew Scott Hall hasn't been in the best health for, you know, maybe the last decade. And uh, I'm happy he got to live, you know, some more years. And he seemed a lot healthier after, you know, dealing with uh, DDP and, you know, really changing yeah. his life around. But, yeah. man, it just, like, it's just crazy how, like, how fast they could just switch up that fast. But you're like, he seemed good. We saw him just a yeah. year ago at WrestleMania. And now, now he's gone. Um, But it's like... What did he? I mean, you're obviously much more of a wrestling historian than I am. I didn't watch WCW when it was happening, and I wasn't watching WWF when Razor Ramon was a thing. So, my idea of Scott Hall is a little different from you know maybe someone like you. Tell me how you like what impact he had for you growing up, or were you a Scott Hall fan? Oh, uh, most definitely, I was a Scott Hall fan. Um, I grew. I I was introduced to him uh, during his time in WCW with the NWO. Uh, he was, um, I, I, I wasn't, re- I didn't recognize like this Razor Ramon character until I start watching like older WWF tapes and they were, t- they had like the history of WrestleMania and then they show Razor Ramon and, and Kevin Nash is Diesel. And I was like, Oh wow. It's Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. And I didn't know about their other gimmicks at the time. Uh, so, you know, I got to see the, like the ladder match he had with Shawn Michaels and, you know, recognize how, you know, interesting and dynamic of a worker that he was for a man of his size. He was like six seven, you know, two eighty seven, like huge people, dude. But he was people don't realize how stacked. big that dude yeah, people don't realize how he he one of those like, really deceptively big people. Like you don't realize yeah. how big he is, especially when you're standing next to Kevin Nash all the time. But like yeah. that is a massive man. That is that's like he he's um you know, solid man. Yeah, he's just a, a big dude. Did he play football or anything? Uh, he played basketball. I think he oh, played okay, football, so. but uh, he was normally a basketball player. Um, that was the background that I, I received from him. Uh, I know Nash played but, ball, but yeah, 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 Nash too. Uh, it, it's it's funny, dog, because you know you see those two in particular um, with the outsiders. Like you got a dude from DC that was born in the DC area in Hall, and you know 
Kevin Nash being from Detroit. And it ended up being like two of the coolest white dudes <laughs> ever dudes. In, like, in, in the history of professional wrestling, you know? And, and for Paul in particular to like play as a Cuban character, yeah, right? Razor Ramon, <laughs> it, it, it just it, it integrated into his own persona and his real life persona. Uh, that was pretty remarkable. Like, he, it made it so believable that, you know, this was him. He really was the bad guy. And he was he, cool to be the bad guy. Yo, Scott Scott Hall was so cool. His, Hispanic people wasn't even mad that they were he was portraying yeah. them. Yeah, like, no, nah, that's cool. <laughs> I'm, rock, I'm rocking cool with it. <laughs> that's when you know you're it cool. You can culturally appropriate and it's fine. Nobody even cares. <laughs> but um, we, we don't, there's not that many like that these days, man. <laughs> other than, not too other many. than the Samoan families, that's about it. <laughs> and Gwen Stefani, somehow she made it through. But look, <laughs> man, Scott Hall. Uh, man, rest in peace. Thoughts and prayers to everybody, all the family, man. I saw, you know, yeah, tweets man. from X-Pac and Nash. They're really taking it. Triple H, Triple H, I haven't seen Triple H tweeting. She's yeah, probably like a half a year. And yeah, even he made an Instagram post and everything. So, man, yeah, this one, one really hurt the wrestling world, man. He made an impact on a lot of guys, not even just from the 90s and WCW, but even like, you know, NXT guys. He was working, he was in the PC for some yeah. time specifically with guys like almost and you know really building the next generation he was always willing to um help out the next generation obviously the most famous you know one of the most famous moments in, in wwe raw with the uh x-pac one two three kid you know surprise win that really you know catapulted his yeah. career i i didn't know that he did the same thing for um yeah, New Japan. i didn't know that until I'll, someone posted the video like oh that's, that's that, really cool that that's it's really cool how you know it's funny how you know it's with um hall you know he he was a man that helped change the business side of the wrestling industry yeah but he he was still you know a professional through and through like he was able to put over young talent if you deem worthy that they were going to be something in the future yeah he and that, that, that's still pretty cool man you know that you know it, it, it really the, the wrestling world needs more guys like kevin nash and scott hall that knows how to make money and who to put over that know how to make money. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, man. Shout out to Scott Hall. Um, I, I don't know what else to say, man. Rest, hey, in, rest peace. in peace, love. man. Man. But there's no other way, you know, there's no real way to tr- transition out of this. But um, we got to move on. We got to talk about the new signing in uh, NXT. Roxy. Um, I don't know anything about this young lady. You are a fan. Could you please expound on on Roxy for me? Yes. Yeah, so, so Roxy, she is um, uh, well, former inaugural Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Uh, that was also trained by Booker T and was part of uh, his uh, reality wrestling um, um, promotion. Uh, young. She's really young. I think she's like, like twenty, right? Just turned twenty. Yeah, she just turned twenty. Um, so they have a lot of time with her it's you know this it's going to be easy for her to develop within that system you know to get her to be to work the style that you know that the company wants her to be and and it gives her time to you know be a nice little fixture within you know the nxc program because she will she'll fit right in like love what kind of style does she work really sure well since she's she is pretty small like she's almost um probably a little a little um, not to say uh, she's just as small as Core Jade, so but she works closely like a hybrid lucha style. 
Uh, not as much as like her rival and friend Miranda Alice, who's also a trainee um, with Booker T. And I'm unsure if she's going to make the jump to WWE or continue to work um, AEW dark shows going forward. Okay. Um, but but Roxy, you know, it's a little hybrid style. You know, a little technical. She like to do submissions from time to time. Uh, but it, it, it's still good. Like she's still like have a little roughness to her. Because he's still young and pretty yeah, green, and still inexperienced, of course. You know, but you know, she could still be able to put together a solid match with the right people around her. Um, awesome. So, yeah, if you know, if you like me, I, I can recommend some matches. I did put some matches in. Our, but, yeah, in our, yeah, I think um, you put it in the Discord. Discord as well. So, if you want to check some out, but yeah, she's pretty solid. And she has a whole hell of a lot of potential. So, uh, I'm looking forward to see what she could do in um in Miranda. All right, look, Roxy, I'm gonna tell you right now. That name got to change. That is a terrible name. I'm sorry. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I know people are people don't like the it's name. Gonna, it's going to change, man. It's definitely that has change. to change. That ta- that name is terrible. I'm sorry, guys. Y'all, y'all can be mad. Be a different name, man. Please, Roxy something. You put if you give me a last name, I'll be cool with that. If it's Roxy something else, or if she doesn't want to go by Rock, I don't know. But Roxy, get that out of here. Um, but best best of luck. We'll probably see. I'm sure we'll see her on TV pretty soon. They don't. It seems like they don't yeah. wait to debut guys no more. Like you're on TV right now. So yeah, I'm, especially she, especially has enough experience too. She should be probably yeah. be able to get a, uh, a character together and be on TV immediately after. All right. Well, while one door um, opens, a door in a different company closes. A forbidden door, you would say. Um, Joey Janela. He is not resigning. With AEW after his contract expires in May, May first, I believe is the day his contract is over. Um, I think we all kind of saw this one coming. There, he's he's been outspoken in interviews a couple times about how him and management had kind of uh, don't have much of a relationship anymore at this point. He just kind of is on dark, and that's pretty much it. We don't really see anything else him doing anything for the last probably shit two years. So, um. Yeah, it seems like an end of an era for him in AEW. It started off really strong, and then at some point, Tony Khan must have lost interest in having him work shows. I'm not really sure what's going on with that, but Did he doubt. Joey Janela, I don't, I don't know, man. What do you think? What do you think uh, about well, this? Uh, well, uh, for for, for um, disclosure, I wasn't really the biggest Joey Janela fan um, coming up, but I've always managed to watch the inaugural spring break shows during wrestlemania weekend uh just to see what the hype around it was all about and it really his shows there began you know the start of what will become aew uh which just bring it in you know, all these folks within the independent scene having these wild insane dream matches uh having you know just uh the crowd and the atmosphere unlike anything else and you know it benefited in bringing him in with um, AEW for the All In show, and initially getting some momentum within the earlier days working with the show. But it was pretty clear within the beginning that there was going to be no future plans for this guy. Uh, and it, it did when him and Sunny Kiss got relegated to Dark. There was just no hope for him to ever really succeed within the company, um, especially when you have a guy that was a recognizable indie name such as himself 
you would think you would have to put him on TV from time to time and become a fixture at least for the TNA championship. And they can't even do that. No. (laughs) He even had some, he even had, um, I don't even know who the, um, the chick he had with her, like, with some, like a, like a um, bodyguard, like some, like, you know, a, you know he's huge. I, I forgot her like, name too. Uh, yeah. And I don't <laughs> even know what her purpose is going to serve. Cause I don't think she even wrestles. <laughs> I don't, I have no idea. Um, for what is worth that sunny kiss, Joey Janela match that they had on dark was actually pretty good. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure but, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might have been the only person that saw it, but it was pretty good. Um, best of luck to Joey Janela, man. Fortunately for him, he seemed to have, you know, doing all right. Seemed to be doing all right on the uh, indies. So I guess it's not a big deal for him to move on. Maybe he can uh, start charging people more because he's been on TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get that money up. So you know what? Gotta respect it. Um, but I don't expect this to be the last person in the coming months. I can see a couple more names saying the same thing. Uh, a couple guys got the got their booking info in their uh, in their uh, bios all of a sudden. So uh, yeah. Take that for what it I is. Mean, <laughs> uh, it couple, look, couple guys and girls. We're we're just going to see interviews from some guys to say the same thing that Janela now and Chavo Guerrero also said that you know once things start drying up and they try to get in contact with you know the management, they don't get no responses back. You so <laughs> you don't hear nothing. So this is this is going to be the process of. Uh, you know, Tony Khan and any of the EV, EVPs like ghosting <laughs> talent <laughs> that are having their contracts expire. Yo, yo, sign me up, man, because I just want to see more of this. This is pretty oh. fucking funny. <laughs> for, for what it's worth, Tony Khan did say he owes Shavo a phone call, so maybe he was too busy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <sure>. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We should ask uh, Sonny Kiss what, what, what his, his uh, relationship with Tony Khan is. But um, yeah, man, look. That's the news. There wasn't too much going on, so we can get straight to AEW. It's St. Patrick's Day, baby. Yeah. So what's it called? The St. Patrick's uh, Slam, Summer Slam Showdown. I don't know. St. Patrick's Day Slam. You know, uh, AEW loves their themed shows. Actually, both of these shows love their little themed episodes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, after the break, we'll get right back into it. All right, so we start the show off with the. Uh, are they the undisputed era? Do they have a name yet? This this trio? I, I don't. I don't even know because initially, <laughs> they were, they were going to be listed as Paragon, or they had that name trademarked. And then, I, I, in the passing, they were known as what the like the 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 undisputed originals or something. Who so, someone yeah. said that? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I, for 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 what it's worth, man, I, I still call them. You know. The undisputed era. I'm like, that's what they are. <laughs> that's what they are. When I see them, you know, and that's what they they still, you know, pro- 
their mannerisms are the same way. So it, it doesn't it doesn't it's fucking matter, does it? Does it so really for, matter to who they are? So 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 for simplicity state sake, um, we'll just call them undisputed going forward on yeah, this show. It's undisputed. They those three men go up against the champs, um, the tag team championships, tag team champions of uh, Jurassic Express and the world heavyweight champion Hangman Page. Um, this seems like every kind of this is a, a Cyrus special. This is every other six man, multi man tag match that AEW has done. Um, started off cool, and then at some point, everything that broke down, and they said, "Fuck tagging, we're not tagging anymore. We're just gonna do stuff." And some cool, there's some cool little spots. I'm not gonna say the match was bad. It was fine. It was every um, if you've seen it was. They were going at a blistering pace, man. Yeah, they're moving. <laughs> Bobby Fish's old joints couldn't be able to handle all that shit. <laughs> I'm like they were they were just going from spot after spot within the first three minutes or so, and and it was fun. It looked good, man. It was well executed. It was a fine, nice little opening match. You know, but, I did like you know, at the same time. I didn't really care that much. <laughs> you know what? I did like uh, Hangman's um, what's the word I'm looking for? Hangman's uh, hot tag. Um, I, I, he hadn't done that in a long time. Mm-hmm. Last time he'd done that was mm-hmm. probably when he was teaming with Kenny. So it was cool to see yeah. that he was really fine. The crowd was hot all night tonight. Oh yeah. Real I'll give San Antonio crowd. that they were oh, really hot, which San is weird because usually San Antonio they're not known for being a hot crowd. Usually, like when WWE goes down there, I don't ever, they're like I mean, it's not Corpus yeah, Christi. It's up and but, down, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's not Corpus Christi bad, but um, yeah, San Antonio. Do, did WWE still do Corpus Christi? I think they stopped going there. I I, I don't even know. Right. There's no did way they, they got. Did they do back. it the last time when they when they opened back up because they were doing shows in Texas for a little bit? I, I can't remember if they were at Corpus Christi. Because I, I promise you, every time they've gone to Corpus Christi, I don't know how far away that is from San Antonio, but I don't know what's in the water out there. That it don't matter how good the show is, they will make no noise. <laughs> it's it's like it, it blew my mind. It's so weird, uh, man. Hey, I, I digress, but I'm glad that like dead dead raw crowds are over, <laughs> and that we still get some heat for some of these shows because man, man those raws are hard to sit through back in the day. It's, a, it's impossible to have a dead crowd now, though. They'll just pipe some noise in anyway. For, yeah. <laughs> for no reason. Even when they don't need it, they'll do it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Speaking of sports entertainment, we have Chris Jericho appreciation segment. Um, this, this fucking segment was hilarious, man. <laughs> this was... This, this is this was something. Um, Jericho comes out with uh, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia and Jake Hager. They are the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, that's dick riding crazy, by the way. That's a hey, wild yo, <laughs> yo, and Jericho, listen, man, he's been here for 30 years and he finds a new way to just have a wild look with his hair. He's he, he just getting all looking all flow and curly and permed out at times, trying to keep it straightened out. And he's looking in great shape, too. I'm just wondering, you know, is he just growing it out one more time before he has to do the big chop? Um, I don't know. He one of the, he's a rock star though. You know they'll they'll hold on to yeah. that hair forever till they till they can't anymore. I'm, I'm surprised that he's still able to grow it out at like 53. So that's impressive. You know, kudos 53. Um, yeah. yeah. So he comes out basically. I, I think he's older than that, but you know, uh, but yeah, I'm going to give him a bit of a doubt. So basically, this is inner circle all over again. Um, set a little more swagger list than before, which is is insane to me. Um, so he calls it Jericho Appreciation Society because. All these wrestlers have showed appreciation to Jericho, and Jericho has shown it back. 
He talks about uh, Dale Garcia getting to a car accident and not being able, losing you know use of his legs and had to relearn how to walk. And Jericho made a big donation towards his uh, surgery. And then he talked about how when 2.0 got fired from NXT, Kevin Owens made a call to him and said, "Hey, can you get my guy the job?" So they've showed appreciation to him. Uh, he took a shot at uh, hey. the 2.0 name, but that didn't start in, in NXT. That started in Chikara. So yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, it was 3.0, I think. It's 3.0, yeah, they've had a name forever. But, yeah, they've had a name didn't forever. Even, they didn't even use the 2.0 name at NXT. They went with Everrise. They did go by Everrise. Yeah. <laughs> it was it, 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 before that, did you cash in uh, say January 6th? Oh my God! Yo, <laughs> right, so I, I I was look I was looking at my phone when he was talking, and all I heard was January six. A group of guys said, "Oh wait, whoa, whoa, what?" <laughs> I, I looked up from my phone so fast. I wait, what did he just say? Oh, okay, you scared me there a little bit. But the way it was just weird because he like put emphasis on the J. He like January six. Yeah. I was like, oh it, no, <laughs> that, that was an incredible troll job from him, man. That was funny. Like, that was funny as shit. <laughs> You think he did that on purpose? Yes. Most do, you, do you think that was a dog whistle for his boys, or was that like a rib for the crowd? Like, ah, I know y'all be talking about me, or what? Yeah, do you think he's just oblivious? No, no, that oblivious. was definitely a rib because he's talking about how he'd be seeing tweets uh, about him, you know, how people are shitting on him through Twitter oh. or the internet, and he'd okay. be like, "Yeah, I saw that. That hurt me," you know. <laughs> so, uh, so for him to bring that up, it it, 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 it emphasized the date. Even though it was in 2019 and not 2021 or or some shit like that, it's still it's still crazy. It's still wow. <laughs> this dude is, is he's a maniac, man. He's a fucking maniac. So as the promo goes on, we do. Uh, you know, I just had a whole tweet that low key went viral talking about sports entertainers versus uh, pro wrestlers. Jericho <laughs> must have seen that tweet or something because all of a sudden he called himself a sports entertainer to get heat and. Yep. How do we feel about this? I'm, I'm oh. on two thoughts about it, but I want to hear what you have to say first. All right. Uh, well, watching this show, it feels like they're they're building towards something. I don't know if it's intentional or not, but for the for for Jericho and the rest of um, the Appreciation Society to um, classify themselves as sports entertainers, and, and what we'll get to later on here about this group that's happening that are focusing on being professional wrestlers. It, it, I don't know. It looks like we might be getting uh, blood and guts war game style shit or something in the future. I don't know. It. I'm logically speaking, that should happen, but we don't know what the hell goes on in this company sometimes. So uh, I guess it's just a way of trying to get a rise out the crowd, which still makes yeah. no sense because pro wrestlers are sports entertainers and vice versa. <laughs> but According, according to that side, sports entertainment and Sports entertainment is almost damn near a bad word. It's almost, you know, as bad as like Mark or something. So like, <laughs> it's um, the the crowd reacted. Jericho knows how to get, Jericho knows how to get that crowd to react. So yeah. you know what? Maybe he's right. I think it's kind yeah, of corny. Because marks. Be, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I, <laughs> I think it's kind of corny that they, you know, once again using the WWE reference to get heat. But Jericho been doing that since the start. I, I mean, this is what's just what he's gonna do at this point. Yeah. Um, we'll see how this goes. I, as you know, I'm a big fan of Daniel Garcia, so hopefully, you know, something comes of this for him. He, he I think he's, you know, the if any, if this, if there's, if there's a purpose for this stable, it should be for to get Daniel Garcia over. That's it. None of the other guy need it. Yeah. So, 
that but, to me, if they, if they accomplish that, then the goals, the mission, I'm cool with that. Um, we're gonna this see. This is Chris Jericho <laughs> we're talking about here. So in AEW, right. <laughs> so oh, man. this is this uh, is all about Jericho. I would just try to be optimistic and just, just know, right? But um, yeah. So we'll see how Eddie Kingston responds along with Pride and Powerful. Next up, TNT Championship match: Wardlow versus Scorpio Sky. <laughs> you want to talk about it? Man, they they already ruined Wardlow for me, man. They ruined it for you? You didn't like that? Well, but before we even get to the post match stuff, let's talk about the match first. What did what didn't you like about the match? It in a record about a time like we if it since we already knew that there was probably going to be shenanigans happening here at this match, um, because it shouldn't have gone as long as it did, and. Once again, they found a way to make him look like a damn idiot. <laughs> like power bombing Scorpio Sky multiple times should have been the match. Then goddamn Daniel Labert came out. I mean, he's watching Scorpio Sky get destroyed. Uh, but this is after he was getting heat, trying to get heat on Wardlow, working him over and Wardlow selling for him. Why? <laughs> why? Why is Wardlow selling for this dude that? Shouldn't really be on his level at this point. Uh, and yet, when he finally does dominate him, he takes his sweet time. Lambert gets involved. And instead of rolling Scorpio Sky back into the ring, <laughs> he power bombs him on the apron. <laughs> or get ready to power bomb an apron. It is what Sean Spears come out with chairs. He stares him down. Yeah. And th- th- this is also what's there. The referee... He's like, hey, come back in the ring. Come back in the ring. Not even counting the dude out. <laughs> like, do, do the yeah. refs count out at all at, at, on this the, show? Like, the, I don't AEW see any count outs the at most, all. They have the most useless referees I've ever seen in my life. They don't do anything. They don't count for tags. They don't count people out of the ring. They don't do anything. They're just there to look good and just and count one, look two, like three. Yeah, yeah. Look like idiots. Yeah, they look like idiots. It, it but in this case, Wardlow look like an idiot here, man. That because in this case, the booking and you know Wardlow didn't look like a goof. He looked like a, you know this is something that I expect from like on a Monday Night Raw, but I don't expect that from the the Booker of the Year to be doing stuff like this. This is it's, um yeah you make extremely you, overbooked, man. Too yeah like. overbooked to, to crazy. Um, but like yeah, the match <laughs> itself, it was. I don't see what they see in Scorpio Sky. I think he's kind of bland. He didn't really do anything for me. But um, I guess he was owed this. Yeah. this uh, but uh, yeah, man, um, Wardlow, he's over. I'll say that much. Um, but he, he, I guess, you know, in kayfabe, he, because he's inexperienced, he got, you know, his emotions took over. You know, he should have been focused on that belt. But it is what it is. Um, get Sean Spears off my TV screen. That's one thought I had about this match. Um, MJF comes out, you know, obviously in uh, interference. Scorpio Sky gets the win. Post-match beatdown. Hey, Warlow getting his ass whooped. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Warlow yeah. getting his ass whooped. Look at yeah, just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> like they, had, they even had the MMA dude just come in and just throwing elbows yeah, to Warlow. Why is he? Why is he beating up on Warlow? Like hey, he man, should. If anything, he should have got destroyed in the middle of the match. You know, he should have tried to run into the ring and get tossed out of there. He's a, he's but, a shooter, man. Like, yeah, real shooter. It, it, uh, it, it just made him look like a goof, man. 
right now. And I know that Wardle's likely going to get his come up as soon um, with um, Spears and MJF, but at this, he just looks like a total geek. Like they made him out to be a geek here. Like he still took a pinfall loss <laughs> in the whole process of it. It didn't, it didn't really protect him at all. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I don't think it hurt him. But yeah, the two losses Wardlow has had have been really weird losses. Both of them, they have, <laughs> they don't know how to really like book him without him. Like, look, I don't know, it's weird. Um, obviously Wardlow do be fine. I don't, I don't think this pinfall hurts him. You know, character wise, he's over his shit. So yeah. in the long run, it's it's just more story to build more heat. We're obviously probably going to get to Wardlow, MJF at Double or Nothing, which you know they got a lot of story to it. So it should be. I'm actually, you know what. I'm gonna say it earlier. Probably gonna be a pretty good match. I, I've turned around on I MJF. I, I have turned around on MJF. You know why? Because I think this Punk feud ever, ever since the the first match they had, we've cut off all the Edge Lord bullshit. When he's not doing the Edge Lord bullshit, he's fantastic. I have no complaints about this guy at all. I think he wrestles great. I think his promos are good. It's just when he gets to that edgy shit, it was like okay, the low hanging fruit stuff. I just, I just like ugh. Come on, man. Like, we're better than this. Yeah. If he yeah, cuts that out, I'm telling you, he's he going to be on my list of guys who I'm like, I'm really into. Well, they, uh, hopefully they make up for um the way they uh, they uh, did this segment here with Warlow and, uh, and try to <laughs> build something better off of this, their inevitable matchup between him and MJF. And yeah, I agree, man. Uh, I do like MJF as well, you know, for what he brings uh, as a character, you know, as a, you know, as a promo you know, work worker when he's not again, we're not doing much to add short stuff. Uh, when he's when he talks like a regular heel, uh, and tries to be a regular heel, you know, he's pretty decent and he's decent enough to work in the ring as well. So, uh, the match itself to be like the bootleg version of Triple H and Batista. And if it's anything close to that, that'll be good in my book, you know. Hey, I'm with it, I'm with it. <laughs> um, let's see what's the last thing I got going. Main event. Let's get right to it. Man, oh, <laughs> Steel yeah, Cage. Man, no, that mariachi interest is amazing. That shit was hard. That I think that might be the best interest I've seen AEW do. I th- yeah. I, 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 like, I like Jade Dead Revolutions too. I think that was the guitar. They did a really good job mm. with that one too. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's up there. But this match, this match was interesting for me because it started off slow, mm. and I was like, eh, I don't know. It's like I guess they got time. Cause they, they started at like I want to say it was like nine thirty Eastern time when the interest started, or at least like nine, maybe like nine thirty-five. So oh, like, yeah. are they gonna get time? But so it was so weird to me that like the ending, the finish was so sped up because they had mad time. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, so you know, the match starts off slow. We pick up once the, you know so the chairs get introduced. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling this match because then Thunder yeah. Rosa gets his her offense in. The match is going good. I'm cool with it. I'm even cool with the kickouts. I'm like, okay, we're cool. That's fine. It's a big match. This is a match I would expect to have those kind of kickouts. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the thumbtack spot was the thumb. Yeah, I, there was a power bomb. Britt Baker on the thumbtack. No, no, before all that, uh, Britt Baker, like it was everything involved in the thumbtacks. You know. Yeah. Uh, we missed a ref bump <laughs> with uh, with oh, Britt Baker not running into Paul Turner and knocking him out of the ring. And Thunder Rosa. This is when the match actually starts to fall apart. Yeah, uh, and and then they, she goes for the roll up. Paul Turner's already been knocked out. She just seen him get knocked out in the ring, and then she's trying to roll up and go for that. And then Rip Baker gets control of the match again. You know, able to hit one of her moves, and then she's calling for a new ref to come through. And lo and behold, 
is Aubrey. <laughs> and, and she comes in and with her goddamn facial expressions and <laughs> over-the-top mannerisms, trying to count the fall. And I'm like, yo, man, just count the fall. Like, don't don't, don't try to, you know, I, this is the thing with the AEW refs, with her, with Bryce, with Rich Knox. That shit was cool 10 years ago in the independent scene. Can't be doing this shit <laughs> in a major promotion now. You know, like they were trying to get themselves over as, as characters when they're supposed to be the match official. You know what I mean? The, the, it's supposed to be focused on the match and the workers that are involved there. I'm like, this, this, it was just dumb. And then to watch Britt Baker take a powerbomb spot onto the thumbtacks, it did get right back up. <laughs> I haven't seen a blatant no sell that bad. It's probably since, um, <laughs> maybe when Cena Cena did the DDT on the concrete. That might be the most bla- this this was it might be worse than that one. She literally got right up, grabbed the chair from under the ring, and went straight to swing. I said, "Whoa, wait a minute!" And she like, pressed I'm- L two Y so quickly. <laughs> right out that there. I said, "Wow, they like they are rushing to that finish." Um, what was the finish again? How did he finish? Uh, well, uh, they rushed right to the finish. Thunder Roaster hit the um, the Thunder Fire Driver um, on the attacks on, on the attacks right? for gotcha. the win. Okay. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like the the even though they were rushing for time, it also could be misconstrued that you know, Brit no selling that shit towards the end for her dropping her title. It just makes her look like an asshole, you know? Yeah, if you want to go that uh, route, <laughs> but I, but you know, honestly, I just think but, she's not. I just think she's not good. <laughs> And yeah, she, she is it because she did. All, they could have went to the finish immediately after the powerbomb spot. Or you know what I mean? And that, it did the, the stunner botch. She oh, that's one of the worst. Oh, that, of stu- stunner, oh, that stunner was bad too. I, I almost forgot about that. That stunner was <laughs> terrible. And it also try, and Britt trying to put in what her uh, lockjaw submission. The, when she took the glove out, and the okay. whole setup just looked so weird. You know, yeah. try to put the glove on and then try to get the submission in. Uh, and, and, and Rosa just had just standing there with her arm and trap. And then it, it was it was it, it just became a mess once again after the first rough bump. And I don't know. It, I'm I'm just glad that the title's off of Brit. But where do you okay, go from here now? Where do you go from here? Do you do you, do you try to book her out of the title picture? Because I don't I don't I don't know if that's going to be possible. That, that's my question. There's a, there's a couple of questions. Well, for, before we go further than that, um, because Cyrus is not here, I'm going to be nice to AEW. I get a chance to be nice. I will tell you what I did <laughs> like. I did like the uh, the table, the, the chair spot, um, the the, the stack of chair spot on the um, off the turnbuckle and Britt Baker fall into that. That was nice. Um, brutal looking spot. Um, injured the school that too. Nah, she nah. Not really. No, she sold it. She sold it. <laughs> uh, but they just went straight to another spot really quick. So they didn't, they didn't yes, really they give did. it time to sell. <laughs> but she sold it for the time they did were supposed to. They did it. Um, so okay. the entrance was cool. I like the entrance and mm-hmm. the right girl won. I'm happy for Thunder Rosa. For some yeah. reason, her and Britt don't have the best chemistry. It seemed, which is weird because they their first match they did, and then the, you know, but this time I don't. It's like it's like Britt Breakers regressed somehow, or Thunder Rosa just wasn't into it. But yeah, man, the crowd was hot, so the match. It was decent. I gave it a uh, 3.25 out of 5. So, 
It must, yeah, it was, I'll, it was I'll give it for what it was. It was better than Revolution. Now, from where, much, where did Thunder, yeah. where did Thunder Rosa go from here? Probably the Bunny or something, because they have no other girls that are worth like contending. Like, every, literally, the only oh, three girls they worry about on this show is Brit, Thunder, Jade. That's it. And Jade don't even have nothing to do. So Ty Conti now. Ty, now they, they, they're Ty. using Ty Conti for stuff. For paid yeah, fans, just her, she's, you know, she's already in yeah. something. So I don't even know where Thunder Rosa goes from here. I guess they have to run it back. It's gonna be a best of three. That's the only thing I can think of. Run it back and double. That, this nothing. was the best of three. This is the best of three. I don't so I don't um, know what the hell Thunder Rosa does. Or Brit, because you're right. What is Brit what is Brit without you know being in the title picture? I mean you I mean there, unless they go the Jamie Stat- Hader route. They can do Jamie Hader. I mean, I mean, you still have I guess you've got Chris Statlander around. Ruby. You know I mean you gotta turn one of those two. You know, it's stop, back, stop it, right there because look, yeah, we can go right into quick hits. We get a little quick little promo of Chris Statlander. Yeah. Um, taking off the makeup. Are we done? Are we done being aliens? Are we done with little boop the nose boops? Are we going to be a serious wrestler? Are we here? Is she going to be you know, away away from those those best friend dorks? It, it looks like she is already. Yeah, she you wasn't know. with them. So, hey, who with me? Uh, do, uh, uh, I, I guess I guess it could um, re rock Nyla Rose too. You know, because we haven't seen her on TV for a while. She has, she has yeah. been on dark. Let me tell you, <laughs> that woman I, is on dark every week. I'm, I'm like, and, and I don't know what, they're still continuing Hakura Shida and Serena Deeb still. That's fine, because they never really got to finish it. It didn't really get yeah. to finish. I'm not mad at that. You know, at this point, you kind of have to give them a title shot after this feud, because where else can they go that, from that as that well? Could, that could be true. You know what? Now, now that I think about it, if Serena Deeb does beat Hikaru Shida, they could just do Serena Deeb versus um, Thunder Rosa, because Serena Deeb's on a winning streak. I don't think she's lost this year. I think she's like 7-0. I mean, she beat yeah. Scrubs, but I'm pretty sure like, I can tell you how much where she's at, um, at least TV matches-wise, on my little Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> Let's see what she what matches she had. She is 6-0 this year, so... Wow, that's that's not including matches on Dark. She's had I don't know how many matches she's had, but um, <laughs> yeah. So that that's a possibility. It could be um Serena D versus Thunder Rosa, and that's cool with me because I think Serena D probably is she the best woman's worker in the roster. Uh, yeah, by good margin, she probably is the best woman. I don't, I don't know have right <laughs> now. I, uh, I mean, uh, she just she just not that far she, behind, she but she does good. Your two she's best. Good. Your two best workers are like pushing forty, and they already move at a snail's pace. That doesn't say much for you know. It doesn't spell well for the rest of the roster uh, because they definitely need you know some high quality talent coming through, and they they just don't really have that. The uh, red velvet. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I fu- I fuck with red velvet. Put her on TV more. Um. Anyway, Hardy Boy. Oh, I missed something. Hold on. Let me talk about Hardy Boys. They yeah, let's talk debut. about the Hardys, man. Let's talk Hardy, about them. Uh, the, the, the Hardys are in AEW. This match was way too long. I I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what I this is where I tweet um, texted you that a hey, yeah I think we're, we're watching gonna... a glorified house show, man. Like it, because it, these matches were going too long. It felt like a, a glorified house show. Um, yeah, like this is but this is me thinking of my WWE brain booking brain. I would just assume Hardy Boys come in the race of the play or fighting against private party. They haven't won all year. Hey, let's let's go in. Let's do the hits. 
Let's get out of here. That's it. That's all, all right, I get it. Unless I'm it's all no one, look, no one's looking for a competitive match. Uh, no, we want to see the entrance. We want to see the uh, whisper in the wind. We want to see, uh, see poetry emotion. Emotion. We want to see the swan, swan time. Let's, oh. Let's go home. That's all we were looking for. This, this we don't need a ten minute competitive <laughs> match with the Hardy Boys and Private Party. Private Party didn't gain anything from this. I, I'm not looking at this match going, man. There's so much higher on my on the you know the hierarchy of the tag team no they still lost like save the five minutes you could would help with the main event but they don't have to rush to the finish it, <laughs> it, uh, yes this uh, yeah, man <laughs> like we we had another tag match that went 10 minutes that didn't have to go 10 minutes so you know this is what i'm talking about right i i know i complained about it last week about how nxt does too much within their two hours but it never feels rushed Nothing ever seems no, to really feel rushed. You know it's too much. At least, at least they're not rushing for time at the end. Not scrambling to finish the fucking no. show. No. AEW this happens a lot. <laughs> and you know it's... it happened last week because William Regal went too long on his promo, which he publicly apologized for. Which I don't think he needed to do that. But you know, nice, yeah. nice guy Regal. And then this week it seems like Tony Khan or somebody, an agent, booked these matches too long for. There's no need to have a commercial break in between this match. I'm sorry. This match should have been five minutes. Let's go. What I don't know. What do you think? It, no, no, no. This is this is this is really just been a common occurrence with this company and them structuring their dynamite episodes of having matches go over five minutes, seven minutes with talent involved that have no business of being in a long 50-50 competitive match on TV. Uh where it could just be a nice little squash. Uh, to put the talent that they're supposed to be over, over, and to get to the next segment, and you give you more opportunities to fill the show with segments to introduce your talent and to put over do promos or other things. Because the promos that they have right now and the things that I'll be seeing, they feel rushed as shit. Like we saw what the claim and the 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 task goonies and swerve and Keith Lee all in one segment at one point. And I was like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> he got all the niggas in one segment. <laughs> and I'm trying to see what was going on. The Raw used to do that where they would just like have like the hurt business against whatever other black team they could find at the time <laughs> for like yeah, man. six for like six months for no reason. This is yeah, the same thing. Cedric and, and <laughs> what, some other guy that they come yeah, from. Yeah, New Day. Apollo Cruz. Apollo yeah, Cruz. Yeah. New Day. It was some combination of that. <laughs> but uh yeah, Hardy Boys, let's not do that next time. Even Jeff looked kind of gassed. But um, another tag <laughs> match that went, another tag match that went kind of long. But I'm not mad as as mad at this one because I think it served purpose to the story they were trying to tell. Was um, Daniel? I'm sorry, Brian Danielson and John Moxley against um, the Super Goofs of of this combination of being Chuck Taylor and um, Wheeler Yuta. As soon as I saw Wheeler Yuta on this card, I knew what it, I knew what was going to happen. Um, yeah. You know, weeks weeks prior, Brian Danielson shouted out Wheeler Yuta and said he needs to leave those goofs and mm-hmm. come rock with the with the real wrestlers. Um, yeah, so basically, the, the story, of this, yeah, the story of this match was um, just kind of Moxley and Danielson kind of toying with these dudes and really trying to inflict as much violence as possible. That seems to be their thing. Uh, Moxley, I'm not really 
Brian seems to be working as a heel. I don't know what Moxley's really doing. He's kind of in between, but they're beating they're beating Chuck Taylor's ass. <laughs> they were whooping Chuck Taylor's ass for like ten minutes, and then you know Willie Uta comes in. He gets a little hot tech. I will say this much: I have been slandering Willie Uta since he got signed. This was his best showing. I will say that much. I still think he's boring as all ever. Yeah, and I and I don't know if Moxley and and um Brian and William Regal can save him, but. I'm going to keep it op- open, you know what I mean? Open opinion on him, but he don't do nothing for me. But basically, yeah, that match happens. Obviously, Brian Danielson and John Moxley win. Wheeler Yuta kind of leaves his goof friends and goes to talk, to, you know, extend his hand out to Regal. Regal smacks him in the face, similar to what he did to Brian Danielson and John Moxley on Revolution. So where do we go from here? Are we building a super stable of real shooters or... What do you think we go from here? Do you think Willa Yuta leaves the best friends and teamed with Brian Danielson and John Moxley? And if that's the case, why do you, why do they stick uh, Daniel Garcia with Chris Jericho? <laughs> that's this is this is where I'm getting at here uh, because uh, they really both both um, teams are especially William Regal on commentary. Um, he very he emphasized how. Uh, this how AEW in particular, this company needed more professional wrestlers, and now you see Willer Utah is trying to extend the olive branch and join and learn from the two violent ones and Regal, uh, but he still have to earn his stripes. While you know you can see the also Lee Moriarty might be you know be another one that they target in the future, uh, but well yeah with Daniel Garcia. He calls himself, you know, a sports entertainer. That's the rest of the Jericho Appreciation Society. It, 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 it might be potentially building towards something in the future. I mean, it, it looks like a easy go right here. I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah, I, 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 I hope that something happens from this. Uh, because uh, you got to give these guys something to do, especially with Daniel City and Mosley. They, they should be challenging for the tag titles by July. If not, what are we doing here? Um, quick question. How do you think it feels to get smacked in the face by William Regal? I feel like he smacks hard, but he like he don't hold back when he smacks people. I feel so like my jaw be broken, man. He's a big dude. William Regal, yeah, not a man, small man. Huge. That's a big yeah, boy. I feel like smack my jaw be broken, man. Yeah, he, you know, he's scary. I just, I'll, I'll get a concussion from one of his slaps. So, <laughs> shout, shout to Willie Willie Uter for eating that slap. Um, I hope he gets away from Dan Housen. I don't want to be in any group. Yo. <laughs> I hate him. I, I have I have such a hate for the best friends. Every every member they add, it makes me angrier and angrier. Uh, yeah, he, he provides nothing. Um, Orange Cassidy, like he's fine in small doses, but you know it, it comes to a point where you know you just kind of kind of dish the lackadaisical, you know, shtick from time to time, especially if he wants to be looked at as a serious competitor. Yeah. But he, this is Sandy's capsule. You know, he's just going to yeah. be nothing more than the mid-card act. And, you know, Beretta and Taylor, you know, you know, their their time is fast. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're, they're it, basically jobbers at this point. They don't, they don't yeah, really they're, they're pretty much jobbers at this time. You know, so I'm like, they're, they're done. And Beretta, he probably can't go that long anyway because of his injuries. Um, so they're they there to serve a purpose. That's just be jobbers to the stars. So good for, good for them. Um, by me. Yeah, no more, no more, no more best friends. Uh, you know, once Wheeler, you know, leaves, get them off because he TV, will be man. leaving. Um, but yeah, that's uh, AEW. I think some stuff with like FTR happened, but I wasn't paying attention because I don't care. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, they got buried by the Bucks. It was, it That's was fine. Nothing. I don't care. <laughs> oh yeah, Nick Jackson looked ridiculous. Fuck him. All right. Um, after the break, we're gonna talk about NXT 2.0. An incredible match between A-Kid and Kushida, but with me now is Santos Escobar. And congratulations on qualifying for the NXT North American Champion. Mackenzie, I said it before, I'll say it again. I am the greatest luchador of all time. I'm the greatest luchador this company has ever seen. At Stand and Deliver, it's my time. It's mi momento. I will be the new Welcome to NXT Ray. All right, NXT 2.0. I'm just going to knock out the opening segment and the ending segment all in one topic. Um, the show starts off with Miz TV. Why? I don't know. Because Miz didn't really do anything. He would not really necessarily <laughs> I know. at all in the promo. <laughs> I, I think yeah, I think he was just there to just you know celebrate with his boys, man. The big car mafia, they're they're, they're just they took over oh. you know the CWC, man. I, I guess uh, so. He, he came through, <laughs> hosted Miss TV. It, it was really one of the like more more possessory Miss TV episodes um, we've ever Bro, seen. Nothing happened. Uh, it was uh, it, nothing. It, <laughs> nothing really happened. This could have been done with just Ziggler and Root and LA Knight. But he was there. He got a big ovation. This, I believe this is his first time in NXT, you know, pre, pre uh, not the game show, but, you know, like just a regular. But right, I don't, right in Orlando, or I guess yeah. the Orlando edition of NXT. Yeah, I, I don't believe he was on any of the full sale episodes of NXT in the early days. Um, yeah, LA Knight comes out, challenges him for a match, challenges uh, Ziggler for a match. Ziggler's like, look, look, little bro. You got it. You want a title match? You got it. And so that's for the night. I'd like to point out earlier in the night, before the show aired, Braun Bricker was on a hunt for uh, Dolph Ziggler. He was very upset. Went to the parking lot, and then he got sent, he got sent home. So you can go home, buddy. And um, <laughs> so he was not around for the show until we get to the match. LA Knight versus Dolph Ziggler. I'm going to be honest. I don't, remember, I don't really remember much of this match. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> No, no. All I know, all I know is Dolph retained uh, with Dolph a super retained. kick. He brought the super kick back as a finisher. He, he won with the yeah. He must say he won with the super kick yeah. on um when he won the belt. So, yes, I mean, I think we all know the result of this match. La Knight. I don't think he's won a match this year. I will say he's over his shit, but he ain't winning nothing. Um, so I don't know if that's because he's I mean, on his he's, way out. Yeah, or what? You, but you see him. You see him. You, um, you see him getting called up. I mean, he should be getting called up. I feel like uh, the Dolph match was like, you know, like uh, the the stamp of approval. You know, yeah, especially maybe the that, finish. Was like, that was like a goodbye. The, yeah, the fit, the finish in itself too. Uh, I think Dolph uh, congratulated him or, or you know thanked him or shouted him out uh, oh, when dude. they were um, huddled up together after the pinfall. Okay. So, so you know, some interesting things ahead for you know Mister Yeah himself. After the match, um, Rude and Ziggler, I believe they do a beatdown on LA Knight. They might have, I don't remember. But anyway, Braun Breaker comes back. He comes back <clears throat> to the building. He confronts Ziggler. They look, hey, look, well, first of all, he knocks uh, <laughs> knocks Bobby Rude on his ass. <laughs> Former NXT champion Bobby Rude. He got knocked on his ass like a, uh, like, a, uh, like a referee. And then he challenges Dolph Ziggler to a match at Stand and Deliver. And Ziggler accepts. So we will get Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler 
stand and deliver. Um, I was curious about the tickets, so I went on WrestleTix um, Twitter page, and surprisingly, I was very surprised at the ticket sales for Stand and Deliver. I was like, oh, okay, they're actually selling something. It's not obviously they're not going to sell out the United Airlines Arena. I think I think it holds like 10k. I think they were selling like 5k, and I believe they already sold four. And there's still a couple weeks left before oh, wow. we get to the actual show, which is surprising. I didn't think it was going to sell because of you know the day it's on and what time it is gonna be on people aren't gonna want to sit through two shows that night yeah it so, was gonna be crazy for them to try to sell out ten thousand seats when there's a show was gonna be seven yeah out <laughs> yeah so we're just like okay but yeah tickets surprisingly were a lot higher than i thought they were gonna be so shout out to nxt um also i know we don't talk about ratings on here but last week roadblock did like 650k people which is you know the numbers they were doing in nxt 1.0 so oh wow I think people. I think people are, are starting to, you know, catch on and realize, hey, this two ain't so bad. And I so. think also with the the integration of um, main roster talent is giving it that boost as well. Yeah, uh, bringing sure. in Sigler, you know, having to win the title to also, you know, be a selling point towards their first big show outside of Orlando in, in nearly two years. Yeah. Uh, so and see. at this at this point, this is a. Uh, and now, also later in the show, we will also discuss, you know, the Mysterio's coming in. You don't know yeah. what's happening there. The tag division might be heating up with maybe a surprise team in the future. Who knows? You know, so we're, we're, it's, this is this is an interesting time. It's WrestleMania season, man. We're, we're, we're getting all the stops. You know, they're, they're, they're not wasting a scrap. They're not wasting anything going into this moment. So looking forward to it. We'll talk about it. Um, we'll talk about Santos Escobar a little bit later, but after his big win against um, what the hell did he wrestle? Kush- no, he didn't wrestle Kush- he didn't wrestle. Uh, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Uh, he's backstage being interviewed by the interviewer, and then Legato talking shit. He's saying, "Look, man, I'm the best luchador of all time." Out of nowhere, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio show up backstage, and to the surprise of a lot, I didn't know he they were going to be yeah, there. That was, that was a huge a- pop too, man. Like crowd. <laughs> yeah, that's crowd. That's Rey Mysterio though. Um, yeah, so- yeah, it's Rey, man. We finally, get Do- we finally get Dominic in NXT where he belongs. He gets challenged. He challenges Raul Mendoza to a match. They have a match, and this might be the first time Dominic Mysterio has ever gotten cheered in his life. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure he was having a ball. He looked he looked good out there. Um, yeah. His, his promo. Well, hopefully, talk- hopefully, hopefully he stays there after Mania. He uh. really should. He really. <laughs> If, if if like WrestleMania is like Ray's last match or something, I don't. I mean, maybe not. He might have a couple more years in him, but like Dom should probably go down to NXT. I think he's accomplished anything. Anything he's gonna do on the main roster, he's not gonna make it past being the tag team with his dad. Send him to NXT. He needs to work on his promo because that promo he did was terrible. He sounded like yeah. that was some of the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> the line delivery, abysmal. Mm-mm. But do you have any thoughts on the match between Mendoza and Dominic Mysterio? It's pretty standard. It was it was a standard match, oh, quite the quite the overbook finish too. Uh, it, it I don't know oh, how, yeah, it really was, how he huh? was able he, he was able he was able to fend off uh, Electro Lopez, distracting him, and he tried to get back on the match like an idiot. <laughs> and and <laughs> then all of a sudden, Fallon Henley, who has been becoming now more and more of a regular on 2.0. Uh, it was also associated with uh, the redneck tag team of um, Briggs and Jensen. 
they came out and they started um helping out um the mysterios and then ray he ends up knocking santos on his ass yeah but the but the funny part we didn't, we didn't talk about in the, in the prior uh yeah. <laughs> prior uh interview <laughs> like the way the way ray Mysterio was stanced up during the interview yeah, when he Santos was up. talking that shit, <laughs> he, about to, he about to rock his shit. He couldn't wait. He couldn't fucking wait. You know, as soon as uh, we get to the ring, rock this shit. I was like, that's, that's what I'm talking about. They they, they, they they need to have a match within the next two weeks. Like, they have to just have to have some main oh, event for 2.0. If they, if they do Ray versus Santos next week, ooh. That, that's, uh, that's all you need. That Ray, that's Ray. He's always going to be the benchmark there for any future luchadors coming through. And you know, and you know, that's it. That's that's your calling. You gotta face Ray. You know, you gotta you gotta be there with the best, the greatest luchador of all time. And you know, if Santos proves his worth, which I believe he will, against someone like Ray, you know, he he'll be up. He'll be next up. So, but that yeah, it's the benchmark match. You know, so this is the best time. You know, the best show to have it on because I don't know if Santos will get an opportunity of that magnitude on the main roster at this moment. Uh, so to have it there on NXT, that'll be great. And you know what? Santos deserves it for all the bullshit he had to go through for the last like four months with the uh, Zion <laughs> Quinn. He deserves he deserves whatever. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> next up, Tommaso Ciampa gives a real heartfelt message. Seems like you know this is definitely his going. This is his uh, going away promo that he'd done like four different other times already. <laughs> but this one Man. seems like the real the real deal this time. Uh, <laughs> They're I, very Gargano like in a way yeah. too. <laughs> they both they're both really good at doing that. That fake fake yeah, I'm leaving, man. but I'm not but I'm not going anywhere really. <laughs> this is for another feud. Um, did you did you see the angle coming with Tony D'Angelo coming out and being attacking him? Uh, I didn't see that one coming. I, I, I don't know I, how I feel actually, about it. I, I did see I, I actually in a way I kind of expected Grayson Allen, but with yeah. him being involved with the NXT North American ladder match, you know, I I was ruled out immediately. Uh, I, I knew something was coming. My angle was going to happen, but I did expect Tony D'Angelo. Um, I don't know. Uh, this is—I mean, Tommaso got some got some shoes uh, put on for that night. He's got to get his working boots on. Working, put them working boots <laughs> on, boy. Uh, I—I'm not as harsh on um, Tony D'Angelo as a lot of you guys in the Discord are. Um, I think he's improved. I'm sure the match will be good. I don't remember last time Champa's really had a bad match. He can kind of. I think he's yeah. enough of a vet where he can carry this guy to at least a decent match at minimum. The he's he's fine in the ring. It's just that you know his he's just got to tinker with his character more because it's uh it's it's too much of like generic Italian guy as opposed it's, to be something that feels really really authentic that is to the core. NXT had the problem with some really one dimensional characters. I think Mandy Rose is another one. Actually, all Toxic Attraction. Are very yeah. one-dimensional characters. I think they need to work on that. Um, it's weird because some of the have some really dynamic characters, and some people are just like, "This isn't going to go any further than where it's at right now." I so, think with yeah. the Toxic Attraction, with their one-dimension, though, it's just it's a stable that they, it, it kind of bounced off one another. It, it got a little more. It got more mollish than it is if it was just a singular person. Um, and I don't, I want that at this point, <laughs> that's all. I know. I, I want that yeah, me too. Andy. I want the belts all off, off all of them now. It served their purpose. Yeah. You know, it, it, I think it, I, honestly, I think it's time for all of those three to move up now. Uh, because we'll, damn, we'll, the women's we'll, division, the women's division desperately needs some more talent. 
We'll get, we'll right get there. Now. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's before we <clears throat> hit our last main hit. Um, MSK versus Imperium. Um, mm. Was that for the tag belts? Not for the tag belts, right? Uh, no, 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 no. It's um, it not for the tag belts. That, that that one was for the tag belts, but um, Imperium won. But that was last week. Uh, the yeah, Creed okay. brothers, <laughs> however, uh, they they came out and they were trying to figure out who attacked them because they didn't know because they did not see who attacked them in the parking lot. And when MSK came out, you know, the crowd immediately started booed him because they, they figured they figured that they were the ones that did it. But as it turns out, it, 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 they might be like the biggest red herring of them all here because uh, but their promo was kind of strange because they weren't really sounding like their usual selves. They, they, they had a little more edge to them. They're giving off the five that is they're probably a red herring here in this process because um also uh because you know Imperium, you know, they, they want to challenge them both to a triple threat tag match, but it, it's still the they're still like got the grizzled young veterans also involved as well. Uh, and they're going to be facing the Creeds next week, but these the culprit is still at large. Who knows? Because every so far, every tag team in their division has been you know accused, and all of them are denying it. Exactly. Um, there was I saw some theories on Twitter that I hope are true because uh, at Me one too. point they they did say um, who was it? um the Creed brothers did say that they heard people with accents now. It could have been Grizzly Young Vets. I'm hoping, as you know, I've been campaigning for these guys for a little while now, that Pretty Deadly from NXT UK are coming over to join this tag division in NXT 2.0. And if they do, let me tell you, shit going to be different. That, that would be cool. That would be cool. I, li- I like some of their stuff. Um, I love Pretty Deadly. Also, you know, it's funny because Sheldon Benjamin also teased them potentially doing the attack as well. It was either Shelton or Cedric Alexander. It was saying, Cedric. Who he hurt just, y'all. He just, he just <laughs> tried to get. He just tried to get booked. He tried to get booked. He tried I know. To... <laughs> he's trying. He's trying to get something going. But for real, they, they, should the the hurt, they should have the hurt business over at um, at two from time to time as well. I would like you know, that. just to give them something to do. Plus, Shelton, Shelton can work with all the young guys. I'm, I'm cool with that. If that yeah. actually it does happen. If 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 it doesn't be um, hurt business, I'll be kind of disappointed though. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I'm, yeah I've pretty, already, I've pretty already, deadly would be a good one too. I've already Cody Rhodes myself into thinking that it's going to be pretty deadly now. So any any other option yeah. is going to be I'm going to be upset. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, get into quick hits real quick. Um, we talked about it briefly. Uh, Santos Escobar versus Cameron Grimes. Winner gets into the ladder match. Santos Escobar good gets match, a, man. A, a much needed win. I thought this was the match of the yeah. night. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this. They got time. Yeah, man, Cameron Grimes has been on a different level. He's another guy who seems to be losing a lot, even though he's really over. Yeah, it is. It started, they started to do a story off that, too. Uh, apparently, yeah. uh, it looked like it's going to be another character change for him because uh, he disappoint, He showed disappointment in the loss against Santos uh, and, and made mention to the fact that, you know, he disappointed his family as well. So he doesn't know what to think. He's, it looks like we might be getting another change here. Don't know when. Uh don't know if it's just tinkering with it. I don't know if he's going to drop the rich boy act and go back to his um farmer self. He didn't really, he didn't really do the rich guy gimmick anymore. It doesn't feel yeah. like it. He hadn't done that in a while. I feel like. Mm. 
Oh, yeah, fun match. That I, I, any of the matches this week out of the two shows, I would say they're probably the best match out of the two shows. This is my match of the the week, I guess. Um, next up, A Kid versus Kushida. Number one, I'm very very happy to see A Kid in NXT. Number two, change that name. That change name is name. terrible. <laughs> that damn name, A Kid. That might be one of the worst wrestler names I've ever heard in my life. I'm not even. I'm not even exaggerating. Um, Kushida, I, I, I was. I, I was. Um, so- I was surprised to find out that um, he was a youth player for the Real Madrid Soccer Club. Uh, yeah, the football. Yeah, he, which is that's a big that's a big deal. Like, yeah, if you're you youth player for you know a club that size, that means you're one of the best players in the world at his age. So, for him to you know transition from that into MMA and now the pro wrestling and doing it at a really good rate, that's pretty cool. Um, and I I like the match for what it was um, between these two. I, I don't know what they're doing with Kushida, though, man. I, I'm with you with that uh, because you know, they got to do something for my guy, man. Kushida He's losing is, a lot. After I saw him lose to um, Idris Inofe on Level Up, I said, yeah, I know what Kushida's role is going forward. He is... <laughs> he gonna, he's the, um, what's the... What's the main roster equivalent? He's like... Well, it was know. Cesaro, you know. It was for, Cesaro, for like a Cesaro, or like a Sheamus. He's like that guy. What's up, yeah. Sheamus wins. So I don't even know who he yeah, is. Like Sam- I would put it with Cesaro, man. He's like Sami Zayn. He's like a Sami Zayn. Sami doesn't win much. Sami like, wins he's, too. <laughs> he's the barometer. Barely. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, because I don't remember last time because she doesn't even want a match. But um, yeah, Free Kushida? Are we on, the free, are we on hashtag uh, Free Kushida? Are you ready to do that? Uh, uh, Part of me kind of wants to, but at the same time, I'm like, "What's he gonna do?" Uh, I don't want. I don't want him to. I don't want him to. I, I would rather him go to go back home. <laughs> because uh, I'm damn, gonna tell you, like, I'm gonna tell you right, if he goes to AEW, he's on dark. If he goes to New Japan, yeah. he's gonna be in the same spot he was in before. Like nothing's gonna change. I don't even. I don't even think the light division really changed much since he left. If we gonna keep uh, it, 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 it changed a bit, but if, if he goes back, he, he's gonna have to guarantee him a spot in the in the heavyweight title scene because. They can't. They, they can't throw him in the light division. They cannot. They can't throw him anymore. <laughs> um. Yeah. But uh, a kid looked good. Good look. I wish the match. Actually, I wish this match did get a little more time. I feel like it, it didn't. Yeah. We didn't get to see everything that a kid's about. It kind of ended pretty quick. But it was hashtag technical boys. I love. You know. You know how I feel about the technical boys. And I hope they. I hope they run it back. I hope. I hope a kid gets a push because he's really, really good. I do think he's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, but they, they, they probably, probably going to have to change that name after WrestleMania please. weekend. Oh my, you know? please! Oh my god, that thing is terrible. Um, look at look at have an eight kid and a Roxy dot in there, bro. Yeah, that's too many, too many hyphens. It's not good. Um, Tiffany Stratton attacks Saray before the match starts, before she could transform. <laughs> this you know, is every, awesome. <laughs> every 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 anime watchers always said that. Why don't they just attack them before the person transforms? And Tiffany Stratton said, "Yeah, I'm gonna do that." And beat her ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was more impressed that uh, Saray's wig stayed on that whole time. I was like, that thing going to come off. There's no way that wig stayed on her head. And it stayed on. So shout out to whoever sewed that in. Um, it, it, I, I like Tiffany Stratton's finish a lot too, man. That, that that's pretty thing? cool how she I did do like that, that rotation finish. off. I do like that finish. Yeah, she's definitely um, an athlete. What is she, like a trampoline something? I think yeah, she's like a, trampo- yeah, like she's a world like a- trampoline champion or something. Something crazy. Gym- like a super gymnast of some sort. Yeah. Yeah, I need I need her to bust out like a Phoenix Splash or something like that. We- I need that. Let's do a Phoenix. Let's get a Phoenix Splash. Oh, she definitely, you know, if she if she wanted to do like trampoline stuff like that, I bet she could take a huge spot one day. She'd definitely fall off a ladder or something at some point in her career. Yeah, yeah. We got to give her that like another year or so. You know, I yeah, I'm not, not going to rush her into it. I don't want to land on her fucking head. 
Um, you have any other thoughts about this? Or this a match for TakeOver? It probably might be like a nice little match for TakeOver or, or you know, the, the tape shows that they do before TakeOver. Uh, it was cool. Oh, yeah, you know, it's just back, giving man. some heat for Stratton, um, building some adversity for Saray. And it looks like much like with the anime, you know, when she was unable to transform, I guess she lost also her, her wrestling ability as well. I know. All, because she all wasn't able to use all her moves as well. <laughs> Somehow she forgot to wrestle, even though she, what? Yeah, she, she wasn't able to do her big spots. Like, cause she, she, she just, she drop kicked herself out of the ring. And that was it. She's a, she's a mere <laughs> mortal now. Um, and then we transitioned into probably one of the worst segments I've seen in a long time. <laughs> but, okay, it was like, <laughs> really bad but also there was some funny stuff so indy hartwell and persia are still feuding about i don't even know what they're feuding about at this point um but it, I, I, I mean, let me start with the good jealousy, let, me, man. let me start with the good i thought them coming out together was really really funny i was like <laughs> when the music more played tattoos I saw, should do that shit <laughs> they should be, like like more taxis are bigger to do that shit when, when, funny, when, when when the music played, and I saw both their names like on the Titan Tron screen. Like, are they? Are they? They're not gonna come out together, are they? And then they were coming out together, and they were trying to like, outpose each other on the way. in. I said, okay, that's really funny. I've never seen that before. That's really funny. Yeah. And then the match started, and boy, <laughs> shit fell apart. No, I did not. <laughs> I did not care for this match. <laughs> what was going on? This was terrible. What this is? All right. I know we joked about NXT being really really horny. This is too horny. We've gone too far. We've now we jumped. This the, is we, what. This is one of the horniest shows on television, bro. <laughs> we have jumped the horny shark at this point. They had a full-on makeout session. It was a damn near orgy in the middle of yeah. the ring. That's <laughs> all you got to know. I, I don't have any other thoughts in this match besides don't ever do that again. Let's end all this. Let's, let's stop. Everything's, everybody would, stop. Everybody, let's, let's rethink everything. It would have been it. crazier. It would have been crazier if uh, if Loomis, when he had his dumps up, Duke Cussin had his dumps up as well. And I'll be like, this is one of the... <laughs> shark jumping craziest shit i've ever seen here on television but hey the segment hit tmc so they hit tmc that that is the barometer we are we are at right now is that this segment hit tmz twitter (laughs) this shit i mean hey any press is good press for fits man i guess so and and for for nxt yeah it is one of the horniest shows on television uh (laughs) I think our Rob in our in the Discord, he uh, said uh, that uh, Shawn Michaels get all his impure thoughts out of his <laughs> Christian mind book in this show. He really does. You, you gotta cut it out. Let's cut this out. Um, yeah. Well, oh, we're not done yet. Hold on, we got one more thing. Corey Jade. <laughs> I was ready to wrap this up, but before we even yeah, get yeah, there, Cor- 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 Corey Jade um, on some she real home alone, alone shit. She went really home alone on this um, walking. JC Jane inside of a, um, I don't know what it was like a little uh, closet, like a little storage, just a little storage area. Yeah. No, no, Gigi Dolan got put in the dumpster, yeah. which is you know low key a little bit fitting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if you know, you know. But um, yeah, she got locked in the dumpster by a forklift, and then she made the rookie mistake of going into the parking lot thinking she gonna get out safe at night. Got, at night, got first of all she broke into Mandy's car, so she she was already green for that, and then. Manny didn't. Manny was already in the back seat because she knew because he's a wily veteran. She <laughs> knew Corey was gonna go in that car. Got her ass. Got her ass up out of there. Stomped her out and then spray painted her in a nice little tribute to the NWO and Scott Hall. 
And I thought she was going to chloroform Thor, man, because <laughs> I thought it turned into some secret agent. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You think it had like a little, little wire choker while she's in front of the seat like this? <laughs> man, that it was it, it, the whole the whole the, the running segment throughout the show. It was, it was silly. It was. But, yeah. you know, it, it didn't hurt anything. I think it got some heat to that feud. It's going to be Cora Jade versus Mandy Rose at Stand and Deliver. Uh, hopefully this is, this is Cora's time. We might as well just do it now. Uh, I think Mandy. Yeah, I think Mandy as women's champion has served his purpose, and we can move on from that. Um, so yeah, that was a uh, that. Do you have any thoughts on the whole Home Alone situation? Uh, I mean, it, it does add some character to Cora uh, being uh, this mischievous, you know, plucky underdog that's able to, you know, set people up when possible. But she, again, traps, her some, some really well thought out traps. Yeah. But her youth and inexperience cost her here, especially with not having Raquel by her side. Uh, and Mandy and Toxic Attraction just was able to outnumber her and, you know, put her in her place. But uh, hopefully this just builds up, you know, more intrigue going into their matchup for Sand and Deliver. And, yeah, I hope the, um, she can pull off the big upset here. Um, next week um, should be pretty interesting. Uh, we got the Dusty Finals next week, right? I believe Walter had a segment too. I forgot to write it down. Didn't Walter do something? Did he call somebody out? Or am I bugging? Wait, wait, wait. Who? Walt uh, Gun- Gunther. Gunther. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He um he um confronted LA Knight. So I guess ah, that's going to be the stand to deliver match. And guess who's going to lose? LA Knight. I, I'm gonna, that's right. What's LA, what's LA Knight match? Hold on. That that match should be interesting because I mean, all my life I've never would have thought I would have seen Gunther and LA Knight as like. A match for one another. I don't even know how good that will be. Like it feels like a weird clash of styles. That's a very weird clash of style. But I guess in Walter's case, or, or Gun- Gunther's case, like he could have to get used to wrestling, working with guys like that who aren't you know yeah. aren't going to be. I don't know taking them chops. You think Randy Orton taking them chops? <laughs> Randy Orton taking them chops. No, nah, right he's gonna be pissed the moment he takes one. <laughs> Randy Orton taking that chop. Um, so yeah, well, that's I will see where that goes. But besides that, I got nothing else for the night. Do you? Ah oh, man, it, it was it was a pretty pretty good show. You know, you know, your usual just you would get from these crew. Uh, it's the fastest two hours I will be able to watch. The fast, horniest two hours that you will be able to see. And you know, they're just rolling, man. You know, this is just how it's going to be for WrestleMania season. They finally got some momentum. They have their characters established. We are here now. The, wor- the here. world has been the world has been. It hasn't even been a full year yet. It hasn't even been six months. It's been uh, just a little over six months. But yes, that was the week. That was NXT. That was AEW. Chris, I would like to thank you again, especially because um, little insider knowledge. This was very last minute. Um, I got Chris yeah, on there. Yeah. Chris, Chris sacrificed a workout for this, so I really appreciate him in that. I know he tried to get swole. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, look, y'all know the drill by now. Please sign up for the Patreon. We got so much content out right now. Uh, Legendary Run, X8 Diaries. I'm on that, so you definitely got to go check that out if you haven't already. Fun stuff, man. Love um, X8 Spot- Diaries. Very fun. Uh, I, I had to finish the most recent one with him and Justin. But, yeah, I, I, the whole the whole crew is on. The whole RNC A-Show crew is on the X8 Diaries. We're all having fun talking about 2002 stuff, pop culture, and, of course, the road to WrestleMania X8. 
We've got Legendary Run with Batista. I believe we just finished up. Spot Caller is coming soon. Um, of course, you get the shows early. You get our show, a show with Fat Guy Greg this week. It came out early. Um, great Bret Hart talk. Very good Bret Hart talk. Um, yeah, and of course, Rewriter's Room as well. So, yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. At some point, Meals and Justin are going to eat that hot chip, but uh, Justin ran away. He's out of the country. He ran away out of the country because he's scared. And, um, yeah, man, that's it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been fun. I will catch you next week. I think Cyrus will be here next week. Who knows at this point? That man got all unlimited PTO. Um, so, so it might just be <laughs> me. We'll see. But uh, thank you guys. Have a great week, and I'll catch you next week.